to Do Your Thing, an unapologetic celebration of every version of motherhood. I'm Tamsin Williamson, a life and mindset coach for mums, also known as the Parenthood Coach. And through this podcast, I'll be sharing some beautifully open, honest conversations with inspiring, passionate women who also happen to be mothers about how they loudly and proudly do their thing in life and motherhood in their own unique and authentic ways. Plus, I'll give you an insight into how I do my thing and what that means for me, my career and family. I hope these conversations inspire you to feel the freedom to do your thing and embrace your version of motherhood in a way that feels aligned, empowering and honours your whole self. This is your invitation to do your thing. So let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Do Your Thing. And this, in fact, is the very first episode of 2024, which is very exciting. Um, and I am certain it will be the first of many. Um, at the time of recording this episode, however, it is the 31st of December. 2023. It is New Year's Eve. And I don't know about you, but for me, having really switched off over the festive period, my brain has just in the last day or so suddenly shifted into a slightly different gear. It is definitely not ready to leap into any sort of action yet. But it is definitely starting to play in a more reflective space, I think I'd call it. I've been thinking a bit about the year just gone. I've been thinking about what went well, what didn't go well. And I'm also starting very, very gently to get curious about the year ahead. And curious is definitely the right word because it is a gentle pondering, I would say, that my brain is starting to partake in rather than anything more vigorous. In the past, I have definitely gone hard on the New Year's resolutions front. At times, it's actually felt like a real should for me, as if the new year would somehow end up a complete shit show if I missed that January 1st window to make some plans for myself. And it's no surprise, really, is it? You know, all of the kind of noise that is out there, new year, new me, let's start afresh, make a change, make some resolutions, set goals. You know, there is so much of that noise out in the world and it can be pretty hard to ignore it. I decided to scrap New Year's resolutions quite a while ago. I would find that I would make them and then I would swiftly break them, which never felt great to me. Um, and the reason why I think that is, is because the timing can really feel very forced and it can feel laden with pressure and expectation. Like somebody else has decided that January the 1st is the time to make a change in our lives, whether we're ready or not. And I get that January can be a really symbolic, fresh start. But I also think 
it is really important to remember that positive change can happen any time we want it to. It does not have to happen on the 1st of January. And the most important thing is we have to feel ready for it. Setting ourselves goals when we aren't truly ready to commit or embrace them, it can actually do more damage than good. Because what we're essentially doing is setting ourselves up to fail if we are not ready to take ownership over those goals for ourselves. And it is a way of almost feeding ourselves really negative messages about ourselves, about failure, about not being capable, about not being good enough. When actually, if we'd have taken a moment to tune in with whether that resolution that we'd made actually felt in alignment with where we were at in our lives or how we felt in ourselves, perhaps we would have made some choices that were much more compassionate. In more recent years, I have definitely allowed myself to tune that noise out and instead to lean in a bit more to what I really wanted and needed as the year turned the page. I have been known to do very little at all to honour the new year. From memory, I think that's what I did during one of the COVID years when I was honestly too drained and riddled with uncertainty to get my head around any of that stuff. Uh, There are other times when I have definitely treated September as the real start of my new year, that kind of school start of term vibe, which I think at certain points has felt much more in alignment for me and has left me feeling much more kind of energised and focused than January. And previously, I've also taken the best part of January to just mull things over and to let my thoughts and my intentions marinate rather than feeling that I have to have any sort of plan in place for the 1st of January. And that is sort of where I'm finding myself right now. It's kind of instinctively the direction I can feel myself moving in. I definitely don't feel like I am in any big rush to kick off the new year on the 1st of January. I'm not feeling that if I miss that 1st of January deadline, then, you know, the rest of my plans are going to fall to the wayside. I am feeling much more inclined to just feel my way into 2024 and to see where I end up when I'm ready. So why am I telling you all of this? The reason I'm doing it is because I know that actually at this time of year, we can put huge amounts of pressure on ourselves to have our shit together, to have our resolutions all kind of mapped out, to feel that we are in control of where the year is going to take us. And I don't want you to start the year feeling that way. For some people, maybe it is a big motivator, but for many, it actually can have the opposite effect. And it can mean that we start off the year feeling under strain, under stress, feeling pushed perhaps before we are ready. So if you're not feeling the January vibes right now, I would like 
you to use this episode of the podcast today as an invitation to consider an alternative approach. I want to invite you to begin 2024 tuning into you, listening to what you want or need right now and doing your thing because it feels good to you. And so in today's episode, I'm just going to share a few nice ideas that you might like to use to begin 2024 in a U-shaped way. So the first thing that I want to say is, if you are not feeling the January New Year vibes in any way whatsoever, if you really are having a strong instinctive reaction that you want nothing to do with all of that noise and you just want to creep into January as if it is just another month because let's be honest, it is just another month and you don't want any of the song and dance associated with it, then make that choice for yourself and honour that choice. That choice is absolutely valid and worthy. You are not obliged to get pulled in to January in any other way other than one that feels good for you. So I think first up, make that decision. Does January feel significant to you? Is it something that you would like to mark in some way? Or actually, maybe there is another point in the year that you feel much more connected to. Maybe it's your birthday. Maybe it's September, as I mentioned before, like the start of the school year. Maybe it is another key milestone that actually, for you, resonates much more profoundly. It is totally okay to make your own rules and to, yeah, just do it in a way that feels motivating and inspiring for you. So that is my first step that I would love you just to give a bit of thought to. And if January is not the one for you, feel free to skip the rest of this podcast and come back to it at your key moment as and when it arises. While I'm not a massive fan of New Year's resolutions, I really do love the ritual of choosing a word of the year. Um, I've been doing it for a little while now and I have found it a really lovely process to go through at the beginning of the year. I find it is such a powerful and inspiring reminder to guide me through the year and it really keeps me consistently aligned to what I really want for myself especially in those moments where indecision or self-doubt inevitably creep in. There isn't a hard and fast method to choose your word of the year, but if this appeals to you, I thought it might be useful for me to share the practice that I go through, which might help you to get your juices flowing if you fancy giving this a try. So first of all, it can be really useful just to take a moment to step away from the noise and the madness of life, of kids, of family, etc. And to just see if you can claim 10, 
15 minutes to just sit peacefully, uninterrupted on your own. And I want to invite you just to close your eyes, to take a few deep breaths. You might want to place your hand on your heart as you're doing this to really strengthen your connection to yourself and to give your mind permission to visualize how you would like your life to look a year from now. Really trying to create some space that allows you to dream and to visualize and to imagine what you want your life to look like, how you want to feel in yourself without limits. And once you've had a chance to really connect with your vision, have a go at journaling or brainstorming what came up. You might want to just brain dump a list of words or ideas that came to your mind. Maybe you feel it's easier just to kind of do some long form writing. You might even want to talk out loud and record a voice note for yourself. There is no right or wrong way to do this. But I thought I'd also share a few questions that you might find helpful to journal on, um, really to kind of bring to life what this vision for your year ahead might look like. How would you like your life to look? Where would you like to be a year from now? How would you like to feel in yourself? What would you like more of? Where would you like to experience change? What does your heart really and truly desire? Who do you want or need to be to make this happen? And really let the thoughts and the feelings and the ideas flow and pay attention particularly to the language that you're using and see if you notice any patterns in what's coming up or if you feel any sort of strong reaction or connection to a particular word or phrase. You might decide there and then that there is a particular word that is really speaking to you. But if you want to take a bit of time to just live with these thoughts and ideas, then that's great too. But the key thing that I would say is try not to overthink your choice. Really try to lean into your gut instincts. Let your intuition guide you to your truth. And once you have a word, a word that you feel really speaks to you and motivates you, you can use that as a guiding force. You can use it as a companion through the year ahead that can support you that can anchor you, that can ground you in those moments that you need it. So while I am aware that some people do not feel drawn to set goals or make resolutions at the start of the new year, there may be some of you that really are ready to make some changes in your life and to see your life evolve in a new and different way. So I also wanted to make sure that I speak to that because let me be clear, 
There is nothing wrong with goal setting. I am a coach and goal setting forms a big part of the work that I do when handled correctly. And I think that is my key gripe with New Year's resolutions. I think often when we set New Year's resolutions, we can have a massive tendency to be quite hard on ourselves. Very often we can set goals or resolutions that are in response to the things that we don't want or don't like in our lives. They can be rooted in a lot of negativity. So for example, we might say, I don't like the way that I look. So we might set a resolution to go on a diet. Or we might say to ourselves, I hate being so broke. So we might set a resolution to stop going out so much. Now, while in principle, our intentions may connect with a desire for a better life, they are also commonly inspired by a feeling of not enoughness and they come from a place of lack. And when we come from that negative and unsupportive energy where we're telling ourselves that we don't have enough or we are not enough or we're not doing enough, we actually tend to task ourselves with intentions that can almost feel like punishments. And since when did a punishment feel motivating, fun or aspirational? From my experience, not very often. So if you are looking to make a change in your life, it might be worth trying to find a way to positively connect with your current intentions. So rather than thinking about what you don't like or you don't want in your life, how would it feel to set intentions that are rooted in joy? How would it feel to think about what you do want for your life rather than what you don't? Consistently focusing on the things that you desire and welcoming in the things that feel positive, joyful, aspirational, inspiring or energising to you. That will naturally help you to turn down the volume on your more challenging thoughts, on your more critical beliefs about yourself and regularly flexing that joy muscle, it can really serve as the most beautiful antidote to negativity, worry, stress. Plus, it will make it so much easier to stick to new habits if they're genuinely motivating or pleasurable for you. So, for example, if you're thinking, I don't like how I look, How about trying to replace that with, I want to feel good in my body? And then think about what sort of intention you might set in order to fulfill that desire. And I think it's really important to say, like, set yourself actions to focus on that don't fill you with dread that don't feel really unappealing. So don't download Couch to 5K if the thought of running makes you want to throw up. Instead, consider how you could work towards your desire in a more joyful and aligned way. So if you do want to feel better in your body, maybe 
Join a Zumba class if you love dancing. If you love being outdoors, maybe commit to going on regular weekly power walks in the woods, for example. Ultimately, if you tap into joy, if you tap into the things that really light you up and feel good for you, that is going to create more motivation and happiness. And therefore, it's going to make it so much easier for you to access what you desire and to stick to your intentions. Above and beyond everything, make sure that you are not punishing yourself. You are worth so much more than that. You are deserving of so much more than that. Set your sights on goals, on milestones, on achievements that are going to bring out the best in you, are going to make you feel good, are going to help you to feel that you are taking ownership of your own life in its own right. I hope that these thoughts and ideas have gifted you a little bit of time and space to figure out how you want to begin 2024. And remember, there is no right or wrong way to do this. And I really hope that the variety of suggestions that I've thrown out into this space today, I hope that it has really shown you that you get to make your own rules. You get to follow a path that feels like you. You get to do your thing now as we begin the year, but also at any other point and every other point during the year ahead. There is no moment when you need to be doing anything other than your own thing, following your own path, creating your own approach to living your life and making choices that feel good to you. So I really hope that today's episode has helped you kick off the new year on that foot a foot that is beautifully and unapologetically U-shaped. Do let me know how you get on. Drop me an email, drop me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear what you choose to do as a way of honouring the start of this new year, whether it is nothing at all or whether you have been inspired to take any particular steps off the back of listening to this episode. And I will be back very soon with some more wonderful conversations and interviews. And I cannot wait to see where 2024 takes us on this podcasting journey. All right, sending you lots of love and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Do Your Thing. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would mean the absolute world if you could take a moment or two to do one or all of the following small things, which could make a mega difference to the success of this podcast. Follow and subscribe to Do Your Thing, which means you'll never miss an episode. Rate or review the podcast or share the podcast with a friend who you think would enjoy listening to. And if you'd like to continue the conversation or explore working with me on a deeper level, you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at The Parenthood Coach or join my email community, The Parenthood Retreat. Just go to theparenthoodcoach.co.uk forward slash newsletter. And remember, 
There's no right or wrong way to do life or parenthood. There's only your way. So get out there and do your thing unapologetically. See you next time. Thank you.